Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, welcome into more important issues. It's Thursday, November 11th. Black jerseys, what do you think? Does that um, increase the chances or, or decrease your chances of, of winning on Saturday? I mean, I think it definitely will make the environment, the atmosphere a little better, but I'd rather just go out and win the game, if I'm being honest. I'm not really too worried about the color scheme or what we're wearing. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? If it gets – the crowd going a little more, and especially if the players like it and, you know, they got a little more confidence going out there, then I'm all for it. I think it's a p- publicity stunt. I think they're trying to sell those extra 3,000 tickets they have left. Yeah. And the black jerseys that they mass-produced for one game against South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So. People were a little pissed off that they only, only got to buy what exactly. was a $100 jersey for, for yeah. one game. Yeah. It's a good point. I didn't think about that. Guys, it is a little different tonight. Joe is with us the whole time. Um, Caleb, um, just, just be with if, – if you don't care, people that are in the chat, just uh, keep Caleb's family and Caleb in your prayers. Um, thoughts and prayers. They'd greatly appreciate that, I'm sure. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but, yeah, just, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers if you don't care. Um, we're going to talk about Georgia, obviously. <clears throat> Huge game. Number one team in the country coming to town. Yeah. I mean, your reward for beating Kentucky on the road is, hey, you got to come back and play the best team in the country. Why not? Yep. We, we said we wanted to play Georgia in November. We're getting our chance, and they're the best team in the country. So, that's just how it works. That's Tennessee for you. Um, we're going to talk about renovations. Yeah. A little pretty penny. Um, going to some facility upgrades and Anderson training facility. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Tennessee's win over UT Martin to start off the basketball season. And then we'll get into our segments, maybe get some picks, maybe a guest picker. Who knows? Um, we'll see what happens. So uh, let's get right into it. Georgia, huge test. Number one team, number one defense. I mean, this roster is loaded with five stars. I just like – it's going to be tough. Like, it it's, yeah. sucks. Um, no, it's definitely straight up going to be. It's it's one of those where I try to talk myself into it, and I do the same thing every big game. But this one's definitely one of those where it, you, you're just kind of finding any little peer of hope to try to point out the positives for. But it's going to be. It's definitely going to be a, a, a task. Yeah, I mean, in nine games, no team has scored more than 13 points against this 
Georgia defense. So hey, if you don't win, hey, let's score more. Let's score 14 points at least. Let's see if we can score the most on Georgia so far this season. I'm not into moral victories. I get that. But with Tennessee's like defense, the roster depletion, like it's hard to just like talk yourself into a win. Now, doing the black jerseys, getting people excited, I mean, you're kind of hurting yourself a little bit. Because I feel like you should want to go out there and beat this team. Somehow, somehow, find a way. I mean, Georgia's all about, you know, being the best team in the country and then blowing it. So, could this be the game where they finally blow it? It'd be awesome. That's true. Everyone's saying that they haven't really had that game where you're on your toes yet, thinking like they this is this is their blow it game. So, I mean, I'm again, I'm with you. I'm not really like a you know moral victory kind of guy, but I think for Hypo, I think it's a good chance to show that like even if you can if you can go hang three touchdowns on them or something and prove that you you know against all the teams that they've played this year that you can hang the most points on them. I think that's definitely going to show what we talked about, where him coming in and bringing in that offense can help recruits, help him you know establish where he wants to be and. But I want that. I want that W. Yeah, I mean that'd be huge. That's um, what it comes down to. Because I mean, you kind of got that signature win last week in Kentucky, beating a ranked opponent. Um, I think it was the first time we beat a ranked opponent since twenty eighteen. Is that right? Do we beat a ranked it opponent in twenty eighteen? Probably I don't not. Think we did. Yeah, I don't think we did. Um. Yeah, we did. We beat Kentucky that year, right? Were they ranked? When we beat Auburn at their place, they, they weren't ranked, were they? They were ranked, but that was twenty. That was twenty eighteen. That was twenty eighteen. God. Yeah, Top it's five. been a minute. It's been a minute. It has. Um, yeah, too too long. And I, and I mentioned this Georgia defense um, and this just roster of five stars that Kirby Smart has. Um, gotten over the past couple of years. I mean, you look at Jordan Davis up front. It starts with him. People, a lot of people are saying that he should be in the Heisman race. Um, I mean, he looks like the Hulkbuster in a, uni- in a yeah. uniform. I mean, he looks freaking – he's just a massive individual. Um, he can move. This whole defense is big, and they can run. Their linebackers can go sideline to sideline with anybody in the country. Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Nolan Smith. Um you know, you have a lot of these guys that are four and five stars that are playing a little bit, but not just like a huge focal point of the defense. Um, yeah. Guys like, you know, you missed out on in recruiting. Guys like Nylon Green, Quay Walker, he's famous for throwing Tennessee's hat on National Signing Day. Um, Tate Ratledge is another one. Um, Zion Logue. Um, Jalen Carter is another guy that, that's really good on that defensive front for, for Georgia. So just a ton of recognizable right. names on that defense um, that's had 28 sacks and is averaging 6.6 points allowed per game. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just insane. That's elite. Average less than a touchdown given up against some, I mean, some pretty solid teams. It's not like they're just playing, you know, they don't, I mean, you know, some of the teams you can say like Arkansas who just got bumped back into the top 25 for the first, you know, back into the top 25, but um, that's that's pretty impressive. That's going to be a big struggle that we're going to need to get past. Yeah, and giving up uh, like 230 yards per game. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's one where like Tennessee has the offense to 
kind of be the best offense that Georgia's faced so far this season. But one thing that worries me, the 28 sacks, and Tennessee's given up 33 sacks so far this season. They're just – I know a lot of it has been the offensive line hasn't been healthy. It seems to be getting healthier and health, healthier each week. Um, but 33 times against – and then you add in this defense that can get after you in a hurry yeah. is very um, – it just makes me nervous because I was yeah. like, we need Hendon Hooker to go win a bowl game. You know, you right. finish these last two games off, you should beat South Alabama and Vanderbilt pretty easily. Um, but you want to get to a bowl game and have a healthy quarterback, you know, you got to keep right. him upright in this game somehow, some way. And uh, I think it's just going to be a tough task. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what worries me the most part is I, I don't think our O-line's faced – well, obviously they haven't faced a defense as good as Georgia or even – nearly so, but they really haven't had that, like, true test where they've had to really hold up that well, and they are going to have to be, like, absolute A-game if they're going to – because the moment that they slip up with that Georgia defensive line, Hendon Hooker's going to be in a lot of trouble. And he can move. I mean, I know he's quick and he likes to, you know, spam that B button, get the spin move going, but that's that's going to be trouble, and that's when mistakes get made. That's when we throw interceptions, we don't have time to look downfield, and it just gets a little sloppy. So that's what worries me a little bit. Yeah, and I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to just drive the field. Um, I think they're going to have to do what they've done, what they did against Kentucky, what they've kind of done all season, is get those big chunk plays. Um, that's not going to be easy because Georgia can get home with rushing four. Um, yeah. And their DBs are good. They can play press man, so Tennessee is going to have to be better at getting off man coverage. And it's got to be quick. Um, yeah. you got to get off press man, get open, and because the ball is going to have to be there because it, it's, you know, these – I mentioned Quay Walker. I mean, these guys are running 4-4, four, 4-5, four, four, at 230 pounds. They're coming after yeah, you. They're scary. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge challenge for Josh Heupel. But, you know, he's dialed it up all season. I know this is a different kind of challenge. But, um, you know, I think the biggest – thing for Tennessee, get the big chunk plays, kind of like you did in Alabama, and make it a game in the second half is yeah. what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah, the, one of my other things would be that just got to get rid of, like, the stupid stupid penalties. We can't give up that many yards because we already have to be, like, absolutely elite where we are, and if we give up, you know, 70-something yards and penalties, that's just going to be screwing ourselves over and that's just going to throw in the game. It's – and you're right, the second half's going to have to be huge for us because if we can do what we did against Alabama in the first half and look good like we did Florida at the beginning of the season, then we'll get solid. But something seems to happen where those teams go into the locker room, they come out, and they just find our weak spots and really exploit us on them. Yeah, got to be able to make adjustments against this um, Georgia defense because I think it's a different kind of challenge. Like, the defense is a lead, but the offense, it doesn't – scare me necessarily i mean they're loaded with five stars too um and i think they're going to try to exploit tennessee's middle of the field and um you know stetson bennett people call him a game manager but all that man does is win football games somehow some way he does it you know a a lot of it's probably because that defense but he he's efficient i think he's rated more efficiently than hendon hooker is to this point um it probably helps that he has a bunch of five stars in front of them. I think they returned four starters on that offensive line, only giving up five sacks this season. Um, he has a stable of running backs, just freaking workhorses, Zemir White, 
James Cook, Kendall Milton, um, just like they do every single year. They just always find those freaking running backs that they breed somewhere and just massive individuals. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help on our offensive side with, you know, our injuries. Tyon Evans, Jabar Small both left uh, Kentucky game with minor injuries, it sounds like, but I, we can hope that they can come back to full full health. And Yeah, that'll help with, with pass blocking, too. That was – yeah. I mean, that's been an issue, too, is, you know, Jalen Wright, true freshman, that, that's a lot to ask for him to try to come up and help block Jordan Davis. Yeah, exactly. So need need those guys healthy. I, I would if Tyon Evan Evans only got one carry last week and then couldn't go back in. I would say it's probably like he's probably not playing Saturday. Uh, Jabari Small did did have a couple more carries, so hopefully he's. But I I would think Jabari Small has a better chance of playing than Tyon Evans does. That's that's probably my bet, and I think Lenny Whitehead's also hurt as well. So mm-hmm. we're just really beat up back there, and that's. You know, makes it even. Yeah, that, that was Tennessee's easy. biggest strength is you had so many guys: Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, Tyon Evans, Laneith Whitehead, D. Beckwith, T. Hodge. Yeah. And now it's kind of just dwindled down to uh, yes, uh, less than 100 percent Jabari Small and Jalen Wright, a yeah. true freshman. Um, but yeah, I mentioned Georgia's going to pr- try to exploit Tennessee in the middle of the field. That's what Kentucky did pretty much all night. Um, they did some quarterback runs and Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he, he gets that. He gets labeled as a game manager, but he's pretty athletic and, and he will take off if need be. And that's been an Achilles heel for Tennessee all season long. Um, will Levis looked like a freaking Tim Tebow last week. It was super annoying to see. Um, right. But yeah, hopefully we make adjustments. I, I think, you know, Tim Banks. I don't think that was his best game calling plays on sat on last Saturday, and. It looked like when Tennessee like actually blitzed and didn't just let him sit back there all day long, it worked out. Byron Young got a, two sacks. Tyler Barron got home one time, even right. though it probably should have been a face mask, but he got home. Thanks for the the no call, but it, it's it's fine because we gave him we gave him that fourth and twenty four, and then we stopped on the next. So we we didn't let that yeah. affect the the outcome of the game. Yeah, it's um, just gonna be one of those trying to adapt really and making sure that. You know, because if you let Georgia do that, it's going to be going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Got to get home somehow, some way. Um, don't just sit back there and let him throw it. Because I, I think it, I don't think you're going to even touch him. You're not going to sniff Stetson Bennett with that offensive line if you're just bringing four guys. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, Tim Banks this is a big game for him because I, I think Georgia's really benefited on that offense from short fields from that defense. So if Tennessee can sustain some drives, keep that defense off the field a little bit, and uh, and hopefully we make some plays and keep it a ball game in the second half. Yeah, that's the thing. With, with time of possession, obviously, Kentucky dominated that uh, last week. And if you let Georgia have that time, you're not going to be able to make up for it on the offensive side of the ball. Not with their defense. You're not going to be able to go out there and put up 45 points. Like It's definitely going to take some adjustment. Uh, over this week and being able to take down that time like a lot and like you said keep the defense off the field and try to rely on our offense as much as possible for the game yeah and I think um, mentioned in the middle of the field Brock Bowers is Georgia's leading receiver he's a true freshman um, tight end Darnell Washington is another name you probably recognize um, they'll probably try to utilize him in the middle of the field because Tennessee's safety is their linebackers 
they've had a rough go in, in pass coverage this season. Um, so yep. Theo Jackson's going to have a good game, and obviously those guys are going to have to step up because that's probably where they're going. Um, if I were an opposing OC, that's where I'm going, 100%. Right. So um, you want to you give a score prediction? Oh, this is. I feel like it's either one of the spreads. What twenty? I think I saw that earlier. Yeah. I think it's still like minus twenty. George favor, obviously. I feel like it's either Tennessee wins or it's a blowout. I I would love to say that it's you know like fourth quarter heartbreaker, but um, I feel like Tennessee's offense, if they can really get out there, maybe put up twenty one to twenty four, if they are like peak offensive performance and can somehow exploit Georgia's defense. So let's go 21-34. Okay. I know that's a lot on Georgia's okay. offensive. I just – I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Normally when I when I bet in the op- opposing favor, it's wrong. So, See, I, I can take my orange goggles off for this because Saturday I'm picking Tennessee. There's no doubt in my mind. But um, right. today I'm probably going to go – I'm going to 38-21 Georgia. Um, okay. I think Tennessee does get to the 20 mark. I, I think they do hit on some chunk plays. I think early in the game they probably dial up some things to – I mean, if Javante Payton has a catch, there's a 50-50 shot that he's going to score. Yes. He literally yep. has 14 receptions for and six touchdowns. So, yeah. um, get the ball to Javante Payton. Hopefully he can just take it to the house. Yeah. I mean, that's it's definitely one of those things where – because. Once he gets the ball, like that's kind of his in his own hands, and I think like he can, he that boy can move and he can, he can juke, he can spin, he can move. That I think that's going to be a big thing too. Is maybe not as much deep passes down the field if we can't get him open, but being able to yard yards after catch is going to have to be a, a big piece on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to run the ball as, uh, to some capacity. Yeah, um, you were able to do that against Kentucky, and I think that's what helped your passing game so much. So. If, you, I mean, this is a tougher task, um, especially when you're not healthy at running back. But I think Tennessee has to have some sort of running game to be able to kind of balance yourself a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And if I'm Tim Banks, dude, I'm making Stetson Bennett beat me. I'm bringing the house and make, yeah. make him put it in a in a bread basket. Yeah, especially early once the uh, with the crowd going and stuff, we can we can get somebody back there and get sacks and everything. That's gonna be it's gonna be huge. And if we can force them to have to adjust on that end. Because uh, Arian Smith is out for them at receivers. So they have Lad McConkey and they got some tight ends. Uh, I think Karis Jackson is also one of their um, go-to receivers. But there's not, like, anybody that I'm just, like, super scared of. Right. Like, they don't have a Wandale Robinson. They don't have anybody like that that I'm just super scared. Now, maybe they look like that on Saturday if they keep going over the middle and Tennessee's um, – middle of the defense keeps playing the way they are. But, um, yeah, make, make Stetson Bennett beat you. I think right. Tennessee's done fine with not letting opposing running backs get the best of them. Again, they got a stable. Um, so you're going to have to tackle a lot better than you did last Saturday. But if, if you're able to do that, I think Tennessee is at least competitive in this game. I don't think it's a blowout. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's definitely a show game for Tim Banks. And if I think we've had success once we've actually – you know, gone a little more aggressive with the blitz and, like you said, getting back there to the quarterback. So I think if we're actually aggressive with that this week, because why not? It's the best team in the country. And, like, you're not you're not going to win just, you know, 
playing back and keeping it easy, you're going to have to be aggressive and really try to get back there. And like you said, force him to make the passes and try to get to him. Yeah, and turnovers are going to be huge too. You mentioned earlier the the dumb penalties. Tennessee can't shoot themselves in the foot. They're going to have to capitalize on turnovers, and I think they got to take care of the football to even have a chance yeah. in this one. For sure, it's going to need to be really just a game all around. Like no stupid yeah. mistakes. You got to play your just, best football. Yep. Just going to be one of the um, games. Who the hell's idea was it to make Georgia the homecoming game? I don't know, because as far as I know, it's always been just team you can have fun and beat up on while okay, there's a yeah. whole bunch of stuff going on outside but you should be <laughs> we've had yeah, those yeah. games where we could lose yes, some yes. of those but yeah yeah but yeah it's, I, I really it's usually I a game know. you should win even if it was like like even if the old miss game was this weekend that would be one thing but like really georgia like the number one team that seems yeah like you knew they were gonna be good defeating. right like when you when you plan this like you didn't think right it's not like they came from nowhere and weren't even you know top right. 10 or anything I mean, this is Pretty obvious. I mean, we could have done it. freaking Vanderbilt. Yeah, why not? Kentucky, hell, I don't care. Oh, I mean, Whatever. it's the way game, but yeah. the future, you know. Whatever. I was just like, that's a weird time. I mean, I guess homecoming isn't a huge deal. Yeah. I can call. I feel like it's a lot bigger deal in high school than it is in yeah. Yeah. college. But still, you want that homecoming game. You want people to come back. You win. You right. Know, the, the outcome is never really in doubt. And uh, you enjoy your time, and then go kind of party after, right? Because you got all the you know normal activities outside for homecoming weekend. Last thing you want is just like middle of the day get beat up on by the best team in the country. And next thing you right. know, you're just like, uh, you kind of like half ass it throughout the day. And you're like, how are you supposed to go excited, be excited, and stuff when yeah, right you could get destroyed? So I didn't. I I went to a Division two private school, so I'm not really up to the Greek life stuff like is that like the biggest thing about it is the greek life um i know like other people are invited back and you know it's a big alumni thing but right. is it more for greek life is that what homecoming i guess that's is now? that's basically all it is it's basically that's that's at least like the poster child of it is that's where most of the events happen and that's that's where they get all like their sponsoring and like right now they're doing all their homecoming floats and stuff and that's like because they do like awards so. i'm pretty sure yeah. Like yeah, so that's like that's really they. It's really just a way for them to get personal, you know, benefits and stuff for their actual Greek life. And for the most part, other than that, besides you know, like, is it is this a Danny White thing where he makes homecoming a big game where you sell out the thing, and then that maybe. leads to maybe bigger donors or, or donations in the future. Maybe, maybe Danny White's got the strategy. Maybe we're questioning. Man, he's, it a, he's a marketing guy. Isn't he? he loves. He is. He's a big, yeah. big marketing guy. I like that. Yeah, makes sense. We're peeling Danny White back. We're we're, we're finding out his his big plan, um, and that kind of yeah. led to uh, Tennessee's renovations. Thirty million dollar renovations to Anderson Training Facility. Yeah, looks sweet though. It does look sweet. And people are like, you know, I thought Tennessee had really good facilities. They do. But with everybody able to continuing to um, to add different stuff over time, you know, Tennessee probably doesn't have the same facilities as a Georgia, an Alabama, LSU. Right. You know, people are always one-upping somebody else. 
Um, right. And that's what's so sad about the baseball program is like they've kind of been left in the dust when it looks with facilities and stuff because they were so bad for so long. But start winning right. and, you know, the, the donors come, the donations come, and uh, that's when you're able to, to build a, a big stadium like Florida did a couple years ago. But, yeah, I think this is really cool. I don't know how long the football players and other sporting – other athletic – teams will be able to use that um, outdoor basketball court. Maybe yeah, that's right. for like a, some GAs and assistant coaches, but that, that seems like a big uh, don't let me catch you on that. Right. No, that's that just seems one of those leisurely things, right? I saw that and I went, is that a basketball court? And I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Could Let's go ahead and use our heated arguments. For the right wing. Yeah. In there. But yeah, it looks really cool. Um the first – so you saw the pool. Did you watch the video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pool, like, it gave me Bass Pro fish tank vibes. It like, did. I was like, and it, that looks like somebody's, like, going into Bass Pro, like, the, in the fish tank. Yeah, the whole production. It's just – it's – I mean, it's cool. Those were the showers, right, that they went through in the first place, and they're coming from the sides? Is that what that was? I guess so. It's such an unnecessary touch, but, I mean, I'm here for it, but it was just, like – 20 jets on either side just blasting water and then of course because they can't air dry they've got the industrial like walk-through dryer that you just come out of the <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like okay somebody I mean, said I guess, it was a transfer but... portal yeah I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh man yeah it, it looks really cool um I was telling somebody I was like they probably won't even use <clears throat> like some of the players probably won't even use half that stuff. Yeah. Like this outdoor patio, like when they're done, that's the last place they want to be is in that training facility. Right. They want to go right. home. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like a lot of like, you know, more visual touches than stuff, obviously, that they're going to utilize. Yeah. It's very recruiting heavy. Like, right. You know, that's, that's what all this is for. Um, right. Because the facilities, like, they're better than any high school in the country, so it's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. So then you're like, but you're you're trying to one up everybody else. I get that. Um, but yeah, it's it's recruiting is basically what it is. Which yeah. is cool. I'm you all recruit. for it. Hey, we we need to get them in here. It's working yeah. for Georgia right now. Right. I know a lot well, of people like, like stars don't matter, but they're the best team in the country, and their roster is loaded with five stars. Right. And it's kind of like you said, if you know, other schools are going to keep getting, it might be, it might seem like a small thing, but honestly, like uh, everybody, if you look in the comments on the video and they released it, literally everybody recruits players to other colleges. They're all like, Oh, that's so sweet. Like that is damn sick. So like, I think it's definitely a good selling point that like, if you're going to try to keep up with, you know, the rest of the sec, the Florida's, the Georgia's, the Bama's have some little touches that, you know, recruit might be sitting there like, Oh, it's a pretty sweet spot. Like they're, you know, turning the program around and that's not just on the football field. It's outside and weight rooms are getting, upgraded and facilities and stuff and so i think that's still a major push and it'll it'll help more than it seems right now i feel like right and i think that anderson training facility first opened in 2013 so it's it's probably time for some uh yeah some more bells and whistles to that place um but it's man it's nuts like half the stuff like jeremy pruitt could even spell half the stuff that's in that thing like he he would be like, "What's that?" Like he did with asparagus. Oh, 
it's just so clean. I'm looking at it again right now. And it's, I think the orange helps so much too. I'm picturing it right now and like another mm-hmm. color and it's not doing it for me, but there, oh, there was a um, quote in there and I don't remember the whole quote, but I remember two words in it and it said championship resources. Again, Danny, why going back to marketing? Yep. I, li- I like that wording. I don't know what it means, but I like it. I like it too. It sounds, it sounds championship esque. So yeah, Makes sense. Look good, play good, I guess is what all this means. That's what it should exactly. be. Uh, Pittsburgh is up 17-0 on North Carolina already. Glad I didn't touch that game. I was going to hammer Pitt. I just – Oh, really? Can you pick it? I, after what they did to us, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of once teams beat Tennessee or basketball, football, whatever, I tend to like – they obviously favor them, so we look better. But yeah. I think I think Pittsburgh's actually way they've been underrated the whole time, especially when we played them at the beginning of the season. But they are they are a very solid team. I mean that it was at seven and I felt like that was a trap because North Carolina just beat Wake right. last week and you know, they were down eighteen points. So I mean they're down seventeen now, so they could come back. Could be. But uh man, that's not great. Not great start. No. Um, let's get a ten- basketball team. They had a good start yeah. to the season. They did. Um, was a little rocky in the first half. It was a little yeah. too close for comfort. Only ended up eight at the half. Um, but ended up winning that by 28 points, 90-62 to 62 over UT Martin. Dude, Kenny Chandler is a oh. dog. I love him. And I, honestly – had a little bit of worry. I mean, like any any freshman coming in, you don't know if they're going to adapt to the college scene very well. Yep. I have zero doubts about that. He he looks so effortless and just like what he, he has so much confidence in what he's doing that he's just he's really just having fun out there and just knows exactly what he's doing and it's so smooth. I just feel like every time like you can tell when he's like taking it down and just oh, I love him. Yeah, it gives you a peace of mind to have a point guard that can get to the rim at any moment. Yeah. That's he's something a, he's Tennessee hasn't had too. in a long time. Right. Since and, probably Jordan Bone. And he it took yeah. him to a senior year for him to finally use that speed. Right. Um, but yeah, he had 20 points, um, four assists, one rebound, was four for four from the th- from three and uh seven to ten from um the field, two and two from the free throws. So didn't have a lot of misses. No. And I, uh, I, you know what? I'll give UT Martin some credit. They looked like a better team than I would give them initial credit to be. They, yeah. uh, they had some guys that were they had some pretty aggressive and explosive guys. Some people that got to the rim that I was like, hmm, I didn't expect that. But also another thing is I think, obviously, a lot of this newer team, a lot of new kids coming in. So I think I'm not gonna say it only took the first half. I think it'll take a couple games until we can play against Nova and really see how they can compete against a really good team. But I think it's going to take a second to see how they all can – because, like, you know, they've had the exhibition game and they've practiced, obviously, and stuff. But until you can get on the real game setting, you don't know how you're going to work together in a game Mm -hmm. uh, setting. So, I think first half, like you said, it was a little little shaky, but they came out in the second half and seemed to work it out pretty well. Rick Barnes went back there and got them set on track, which, I I mean, I was was happy with how they played. I'm just glad college basketball is back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And Tennessee was out – with probably their second best player. I think Kenny Chandler is going to be this 
you know, they're they're going to be on Kenny Chandler's back the entire year. To yeah. uh, you know, they say March is it's all about the point guard. If you got a really yeah. good point guard in March, you got a chance. Um, yeah. So I think Tennessee's definitely going to ride Kenny Chandler um, throughout the season. But yeah, this you, you mentioned Villanova coming up, and Tennessee's get like at a conference schedule is nuts. It is tough. It's going to be super tough for them this year. So, I mean, the NCAA tournament should have nothing. You know, the, those right. first two rounds, you're like, oh, this is cake compared to our non-conference schedule. And then you, right. you probably play somebody in the Sweet 16 that you played during the regular season. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which would be fantastic. I would love to see, you know, a little bit better chance at a matchup in the first one of those first two rounds. Obviously, we yeah. haven't had the best luck of that past couple of years, but – yeah, we always right. run into Cinderella for sure. Of course, why, why not? You know, that yeah. little Loyola Chicago team just loved to. Yeah, whatever. I don't think about it. And then, uh, yeah, getting Folky back, I think is going to be huge for this team. I, I think you definitely want to get him back. Hopefully Saturday. I don't know what his status looks like, um, but I don't think you want his first game to be against Villanova. I, I think you want to no. get his feet wet a little bit um, after you know that broken thumb and then kind of see where you're at as a team. But Tennessee, like, they're – I think the the biggest thing I have with this team is defense. defense, Yeah. And then, like, big men. Yeah. Like, Uroj, 16 minutes, he only had one rebound. Dude, you're seven foot tall. Yeah, I was getting frustrated. I mean, I was there, and it was just – it's so frustrating kind of still seeing that same thing where, like, there was, there was one play in specific that just had me – so pissed off because like all four of them were out on the perimeter and Olivier Conwell was left to get two offensive rebounds by himself, kept trying to put it up. And I'm like, somebody get in there and like, come on, like you guys can do better than that. You got some big guys. Eros is in. Like, I mean, he's taller than literally anybody else you're gonna play. So right. get him in there and you know, get some boards because that defense isn't gonna help when you get that ball taken away like that. We're not helping in the paint. Yeah. I just I know Kumwall's kind of that X factor, like if he can figure it out. Um, you know, that, that could really tell you where Tennessee could be a, as a team. I just don't know. Like, he had a decent game the other night, had a double-double, 11 points, 14 rebounds. Um, but a lot of those were in that second half. So, I, yeah. I just don't know. You, you can't take away too much from this game. You can't look into it too much. Um, like you said, Villanova will be a, a bigger test to where this team's at. I think ETSU is probably – I don't know how good they're going to be, but with Des Oliver, you know, Steve Forbes had a pretty good program up there um, for a long yeah. time. So I don't know how good they are this year, but um, I, I would say they're probably better than UT Martin. So it'll give you a better indication of, of what this team looks like. But yeah, big man definitely seems like a problem, especially like Folky's gone next year. And there's yeah. like, I like Brandon Hunley Hatfield. I think he has the, the tools to be a really good big man, but I still think you need a true rim protector. And uh, yeah. I don't see it on the roster. And even with Folky, he's not a rim protector. Right. No, so he's I, not. I, I think these two get like Uroch and Olivier, they're going to look fine against teams like this. When you play teams with really good big men, I think it's going to be tough on both of yeah. them. And uh, Josiah Jordan James still, I was hoping maybe the season. I mean, it's only, I guess it's been one game, but he went. One for eight, two points. Just he doesn't seem to fully have it figured out, and it's just he's. I mean, I think he's helped on defense, but it's just a little frustrating mm-hmm. watching what was a five star come in and not produce to what he definitely should have been. Yeah, and he's going to impact the game in 
a lot more ways than just points. Um, one for eight. Hey, dude, if he if you can't shoot, well, let's try to stop yeah. shooting threes. You're over five from the three point line. Hey, maybe go find your own shot. Right. Get to the exactly. rim. I mean, he's a big dude. Like, it, go to the rim. Use that body. Yeah, that's um, one of those people we can talk about. He, he did have four blocks, five steals, one assist, five rebounds. So he, he's going to impact it in a, a ton of different ways. But yeah, I gotta gotta find the rim. Yeah. Got to get in the basket somehow, some way. Um, I'm not worried about Tennessee offensively, but I don't know who, like, who's our – is Josiah Jordan James our best defender? I would say – I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but, like, there's no one else that I'm just like, yeah, he's a really good defender, he's a really good defender. I mean, last year that's all we had was defense because no one could shoot. Right. Oh, we had also um, Eve Ponds, which is – I mean, come on. Right, we had Pons, Keon, Jaden, like right. all all three of those guys are really good defenders. Um, right. See, so yeah, I'm kind of worried defensively on where this team's at. Um, hopefully, they yeah. figure it out. Um, I like Justin Powell. I think he's, you know, maybe Kenny Chandler's their best. He's going to be their best player, and maybe he's just their best shooter. But I think like when you look at a dead eye shooter, that's what Justin Powell looks like to me. For sure. I think Kenny Chandler, Santiago Vescovi, and Justin Powell, like those three are going to be those ones that we're, even if we're in a game where we're down and we need to go on a run, I am not going to lose any hope if we're down 15, even maybe 20 with enough time left. Because those guys, when they get hot, I mean, Justin Powell, I think only made three threes, but I felt like every time he got the ball, it was just like, shoot the three, you're going to make it. Like he's just got a clean shot. Like you said, he's a sharpshooter. It's going to be, it, you feel like it's just always going to go in. So I feel like those three, around the perimeter are always going to be really solid. I mean, how many how many threes do they have combined? Viscovi had six, Kane Chandler had four, so it's what, 13 out of 17? I mean, that's yeah. that's big. Yeah, so, I mean, they were combined. Um, I think Viscovi missed – so he missed five, he missed two. So they were 13 for 20 from three, the yeah. three of those guys were. I mean, if you didn't have Josiah Jordan James going – over five, you're shooting well over fifty percent. Yeah, three. yeah, for sure. So, so, I mean, we're we're raining threes. That's something that Tennessee hasn't. You know, I know Rick Barnes loves the mid range, but you know he's seen teams in the SEC like a Alabama, like an Auburn, really yeah. find their way and have success by having really good shooters on on the perimeter, and. uh it looks like Tennessee's got that. They set a, a Thompson bowling record with 17 three-pointers made yeah. um, in their first game. So, I can't imagine what that's going to be like um, this season. Yeah. I would like to see them find a little bit better, you know, not success, but just look like they have a better plan down in the paint because, obviously, we've got perimeter on lockdown. That seems um, 17 threes. Like you said, that's definitely take that. Um, we hit more three-pointers than we did two-pointers. Right, which – which is great for like fun stats, but when it comes down to it and we actually need to wait, if you got a team that can defend the three very well and defend perimeter and we're not able to crash the boards and be able to get in the paint anywhere against them, it's not even going to be close. And yeah. we're not going to be able to fight for ourselves on that. Yeah, live on by the, the three, aspect. die by the three. Yeah. You know what though? If we, if we get blown out and lose games, putting up 17 threes, did you really lose? I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty damn stout. Yeah. And scoring points. I mean, hey, winning Dallas, score points. That's what exactly. football's doing. 
That's what basketball seems to be doing. I mean, I think they scored 90 points three times all of last season. We did, we've did. we already done it once so far this season. So, yeah. um, really liking what I'm seeing offensively. I, I need to see more defensively. Um, yeah. Need Folky back. And uh, Kumar, Brandon Hulley, Hatfield, one of those two, they have to be a dude. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Um, I, I like Brandon Hundley. I, I, I feel like he just – he definitely has the higher ceiling. Right. Um, now, how long is he going to be at Tennessee? I don't know. Um, but I, I hope we're able to get him. I know he was a uh, – he reclassified, so he should still technically be a senior in high school. So, you know, maybe right. that that gives him the reason to stay another year. Um, I think that'd be big for for next year. Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen enough from him to like really feel confident about him. I mean, I know he obviously has the size and the ability to be a solid defender, but I feel like what I would like is about halfway through the season to say that like Folky and Kamwa can be like our really solid defenders that that seem to be stand out. I feel like that that's got a good chance and the most likely chance of happening. But mm-hmm. if Hundley Hallfield can, can get in there and uh, help out on that. On that front, you know, do double-digit rebounds per game and play solid defense, I think I'll feel a little better about our defense. I don't know what our transition stats were the, the other night, but it, it just seemed like – like I feel like we're super athletic, so I feel like that should be a focal point of this offense. Hey, let's get out and run. Um, right. let, let's get wide open threes in, in transition. Let's get to the rim in transition with a point guard like Kennedy Chandler. And you have bigs, you know, Kumwal is, you know, there's no, like, huge guys on this team. They're all pretty thin, um, athletic. Um, so, guys like Folky, Brandon Hunley-Hatfield, Kumwal, um, they can get out and run, too. So, I, I think this whole team, that yeah. should be a key of emphasis uh, for this team to get out and, and – let's let's out athletic people. Let's do that. For sure. Seems fun. Yeah. I mean, I feel like – why not? And I, honestly, if we can do that and just stay ahead of ourselves and keep these younger guys moving and progressing, I think we'll have a fun season. And with the, with the lineup that we have and our schedule, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of a lot of fun games. And uh, I hope those are just at least you know close games and not just blowouts. I want to have I want some fun games to watch this season, especially home games. Yeah. Um. I- I don't know if Kenny Chandler's taking it pers- personally, but uh, he wasn't named to a single all-conference team. Yeah, so, he'll take that personally. Yeah, maybe he's just on a revenge tour. I hope so. Yeah. Because he better be. He he should be, so honestly. Look out. Good. We don't want him on the list anyway. Like, I, like you said, revenge tour. I like that. Um. College football. Yeah. So it is seventeen to seven now. This North Carolina Pittsburgh game. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna get kind of go through all the top twenty five matchups, and we can kind of pick through there. If you got a game you like within that, let me know, and we can um, get some picks off here. Okay. So we have Cincinnati, South Florida tomorrow. I think we both got Cincinnati. Obviously. Um, would you put them in the college football playoff? Let's just get that going. I feel 
uh, since the beginning of the season, I said Cincinnati, I feel like they're going to be right at the edge. And this is like exactly where we are, where they're like right at the five spot. And we're not sure because they're the undefeated team, but can they hold up against like Ohio State or Oregon? Mm. I wish they were in. It's a tricky position because I, I don't know that I would put them in if I was on the committee, but I, I, I certainly wish that they were. And I would like to, I would like to see them in there. Yeah. I, I would hope they get in. I don't think they do just because the committee right. basically said that with the college football playoff ranking that, hey, no matter how good you are, you're not going to get in. Right. Because your schedule's butt, and the only team you really beat was Notre Dame. Right. But the, the people are like, oh, they would get blown out by Georgia. Okay, yeah, that's a good argument, I guess. But whoever is in that four spot, four spot is getting blown out by Georgia. So who, right. who cares who it is? And I, I, it's going to come down. It's going to be the same thing where it comes down to who'd, who'd rather watch Georgia versus Ohio State or would you rather watch Georgia versus Cincinnati? And obviously, Ohio State Georgia is going to pull in. Yeah, it's it's more money. Yeah, exactly. Which is a shame, but nothing I can do about it. So um, Saturday noon, you got Alabama, New Mexico State. That's going to be a freaking great game. Can't wait for yeah. that. Fifty-one yeah. point favorite. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, I, I'm it? guessing. I'm thinking New Mexico State. <laughs> no, they might, they might uh, keep it close. Yeah, good lord, that's so dumb. Um, Mi- Michigan and Penn State. This is a good game. Yeah, I. Uh, it's at Penn State. That's it's going to be electric. I, I would like to say Michigan covers one and a half points, but also Penn State at home is terrifying. Uh, that place is yeah. insane and rowdy, so I probably would stay off of it. Okay, but I feel like Michigan might be the better team to come in and definitely beat Penn State. But like I said, with that home atmosphere, that's one of those where like if Penn State's up earlier, I'm like, why would I bet that? Like, look at this place; it's going crazy. Like, no. Yeah, I think this. I think I'm going to bet this one, and I think I got it at minus one. Michigan at minus one. Yeah. I think they, I think they have a better team than Penn State. I don't, I don't trust Sean Clifford. Sorry, but I don't. No, he stinks. Um, and I, I think Michigan's defense is going to hold up. I think Michigan gets some big plays out of their passing game, kind of like they did against uh, Michigan State. And uh, Penn State doesn't have Kenneth Walker to to beat them. Yeah. Um. Next one. Oklahoma, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, I like Baylor. At you like Baylor? Plus five and a half. Okay. I feel like Oklahoma's frauds. They've, they've managed to win, but I feel like they definitely have some wins they don't deserve mm-hmm. exactly. And Baylor's at home. Five and a half seems a little high. This is a trap game. And I'm glad it you're is. picking Baylor because it is a trap game because Baylor just lost to a terrible TCU team. Right, pretty much without a head coach, they have an interim head coach and lost. Um, so yeah, this just seems like a like it could Oklahoma could blow them out by forty points, or Baylor could end up winning this game. Like that's yeah. Well, that was my initial thought, but it seemed like such a square bet that I'd be like, that's that's where I always get in trouble. It's I'm like, oh, obviously, like Oklahoma would find a way because they have all season found a way to just. Win. Still win by definitely cushioning amounts too on some of these other teams, but so do you. Do you think Baylor wins? 
No, I don't. Okay, you think it's? I think it's Oklahoma like will still really find a way to stay undefeated, but I think okay. it's off like a field goal or something close, like which that. makes which would make me scared to make it five and a half. But yeah, I still feel like I would have to take Baylor on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn against Mississippi State. That's gonna be a good game. I like that. Minus five and a half. That seems this seems like a trap too. Yeah, I'm staying away from that one. Yeah, Auburn did not impress me at all last week, so I'm probably not going to touch that one either. No. Um, Wisconsin, Northwestern. Good God, Wisconsin's going to destroy Northwestern. Yeah. Wisconsin's figured it out. I'm, I would never bet on them to beat a team by 24.5 points when the over-under is 41. But oh, they're pretty good. Northwestern did keep it close against Iowa last week, so I, I'm not saying I would bet it, but 24 and a half, that's a lot of points. Well, did you see what Wisconsin did to Iowa, though? Yes, but I feel like <laughs> coming off that big, Wisconsin's always, I feel like, always been kind of one of those, like, or at least as of recent, been like, oh, like, I'll get super hyped for them to, like, bet on them, and I'm just like, damn. What do you guys look like? What are you, what are you doing? So, I, they definitely did tear Iowa up, but can they keep that up? The next following week, or or well, I guess after Rutgers, but did, can they can they keep with that up? I don't know. I don't know either. Like like you said, there's always that one Big Ten team that always is just kind of there. Yeah, and I feel like that's it's always Wisconsin or Iowa. It's one of those yeah. teams that are just like they're never gonna really they're never gonna win it, but they're always like they'll beat a team like they'll score fifty on a team, and the next week they'll score seven points. Right. Um, Utah, Arizona. God, Arizona is terrible. One and eight. Yikes. Oh my god. I haven't I haven't watched nearly enough of any Arizona football to have any con- I mean they suck. Yeah, I I just always assume they're like right around five hundred because that's usually like every pack right, yep. Ten team. Um yeah, I mean, Utah's going to destroy them. Georgia, Tennessee, we already picked that one. It is a – the line is at 20. You like the over. For Tennessee, was it 56? Yeah. Not really, but I've never bet the under, so um, – Life's too short, right? Exactly. I, 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 I did that one under this week, and it's Michigan-Penn State. I bet the under in that one. Okay. I like that. I, got, That's I, pretty I like that. What was it at? 40, 49. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think those are that. pretty t- pretty two good defenses, and then, you know, they're running teams also. So, Right. Uh, Purdue-Ohio State. This, se- this also seems like a trap game. Yeah. No matter what, I'm taking Purdue plus 21 just because I don't it's like Ohio 21. State. But it's 21. It's a lot of points. Purdue loves to just mess with teams like that. They don't. They don't want to win. They know they're not going to win the national championship. They're not going to, you know, do anything too crazy. But they love to be the home record and just come in and be like, "Oh yeah, hey, hey, top 10 team, you want to, you want to, you know, fight for this win or get smoked?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awesome. I love it. But was there was there signature slaying the dragon? Last week, probably um, against Michigan State. Yeah, what I don't know. Again, points? trap game. 
But yeah, yeah 21 I, points. I if anything under 21, I'm not touching it. But 21 no. is – It's right that's, there. That's enticing for sure. And if Purdue was home, I'd hammer it. But also, I feel like Ohio State's home field advantage has not helped much this year, at least in yeah. my – They're a weird team, team too. So they are, they're a very weird team. Um, Iowa and Minnesota. Minus five. Minus five. The over and under is 37. That's stupid. Oh, my God. 37? I feel like that's one of those where you, you take say, the over just because. Right. Like you're like, oh, low. it's 37 points, and it ends up being like yeah. 17 to 14. And you're like, damn. Uh, what do you think? I don't I don't know that I'd be confident enough to pick Iowa minus five, but at the same time, just because it feels like a little too. Eh. Yeah. I'm I'm probably not touching that. That seems like a field goal game that could go either way, and I'm not. If I was to do this, I'd probably tease Minnesota down. Okay. So I'd get it at like eleven or eleven and a half. Doing one of you just still doing those super teasers or whatever. Yeah, so I, I get them at eighteen with that, with the thirteen. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if everybody heard me last time, but I've been doing these monster teasers on DraftKings, and it's like minus thirteen. So if you do four teams, minus thirteen, it's like so it adds on thirteen, whichever right. way you do it, um, and it's like minus one forty. I mean, you just put a lot of money on that. Yeah, it did win last week because Florida sucked ass. Right. They were terrible. No, they were um, and I mean, you, you just you take that loss because I would never, in a million years, thought that South Carolina was just going to score forty points yeah. on Florida and then win forty to ten. Yeah, they routed them. But yeah, that's one of those where you can't feel even feel bad because right, you'd have been crazy if you would have picked in the opposite direction. Uh, next one we got UTSA and Southern Miss. That's going to be rough. Yeah. UTSA is still undefeated. Yeah. Or what, minus 33? That's pretty pretty hefty, but See, I'm sure they'll cover it. My thing is like, yeah, I know Cincinnati was kind of already up there, and then they beat Notre Dame. But, like, how is – I don't know. How are they not at least up higher than number 23? Right. I mean, have they had well, – like, have they had a really – like, set, what was their set win that really put them apart? Because they've, you know, had some solid wins against average teams. But – Yeah. I mean, UTSA, they beat Illinois. They beat Memphis. Okay. I didn't know they beat Illinois. Um, oh, that was the I first mean, one. yeah, that's a, that's a power five win. I mean, that's about the yeah. same as Cincinnati. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean Notre Dame and Illinois are different. I get it, but I don't know. I think it's just one of those where you look at who's you know twenty two. I think Cincinnati kind of dug their own grave when they got College Game Day to go there and they barely beat a Tulsa team that was like five hundred. Yeah, did not do them any favors in the least. Um. Well, lost my spot. Michigan State, Maryland. 
Ooh, that's a big that's a big game. Is this a bounce back for Michigan State or are they just are what they are now? Um I feel like that Michigan State, their pass defense is terrible, and that's all Maryland does is throw the ball. Yeah. So like I if this was fourteen, I would probably take Maryland. Thirteen, I don't know if I'm touching this. That's why Vegas always knows. I feel like it's almost scary how much how accurate they can be. So I think I think you're right. I don't think they technically need a bounce back game. I think Purdue's an excuse because you could say Purdue just likes to screw over big teams, but um I wouldn't say thirteen. That's that's quite a little high. I, I kind of would like that. You know, coming off a loss, aren't going to bounce back to like twenty thirty point win. But I don't know. Probably stay away from that one as well. Um, Texas A and M, Ole Miss. I like this game. I love this game, and I want to take Texas A and M so bad. I'm taking it. Minus two and a half. I'm taking it. Yeah. I just I think Ole Miss them. is banged up, and they they aren't tr- they aren't the same as they were. And I, I just think that Texas A and M defense can handle Matt Corral. Right. Yeah, I would love to see them go in there and beat Ole Miss up at home. And Spiller's um, going to run all over that. Old Miss defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only oh, thing it, it's it's in Oxford night game. But that's I what worries me. Texas I, is yeah. Rolling. Yeah. I think if I think if it, it was at Texas AM, I think might see it at minus five and a half or something for them. I think they're actually they're probably giving Ole Miss a field goal for being at home and um I don't know. I'll take Texas did, A&M, though. Did Ole Miss – they lost to Auburn, correct? Yeah, 31 to 20. It's Auburn? Okay. And Texas A&M destroyed Auburn. This is true. So, I like I like two and a half. I, that's, that's probably my one lock. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't know. Um, I – yeah, it's one of the more ones I felt confident about as we've gone down the list. So I guess that's fair, yeah. Yeah, and like as we get like the more and more we get in the season, like Vegas just sharpens up the lines. Like they're just insane. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing like I went through this week. That was the only one I was like, hmm, I like that. Pretty yeah. much the only one. Okay. Um Notre Dame, Virginia. This is another pretty big game. On ABC, night game. Notre Dame wins, but I don't know about five and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I could see it being a field goal game just for the sake of primetime night game. I think I'm going to put them in like a money line parlay, but yeah. I don't think I'm I'm touching five and a half. Yeah, I can feel that. It's just it's a little scary for me. Yep. Um, NC State, Wake Forest. Mm. Wait, two and a half. Or no, no, it's just two now. Two. Yeah. I like I don't know why it's moving the opposite direction. I I like Wake Forest minus two. I do too. And I also kinda like the over. It is sixty seven. Okay. Uh I feel Wake like Forest has destroyed that in the past two games. I don't know how good NC State's defense is, but I know they can score. Yeah, I'm not betting it, but I, I do. I do like Wake. 
I'd probably just do money line. I'm not even going to yeah. touch two. Yeah, because that's one of those where where you're like, oh, two's fine, it's easy. Vegas knows more than you. It's a yeah. one-point win. Something BS where you're like, come yeah. on, it's one point. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, it's not worth it for the price for the. Yeah, the don't offer. get a don't get a don't let a bad beat make you lose some money. Exactly. Um, another trap game: Arkansas LSU. Is LSU and, good? I don't know, and I think that's the definition of why it's a trap game. Yeah, because you know you got Coach O on the outs. Do you rally behind that at home when you've actually looked trending okay, maybe possibly better than you were before? Mm-hmm. Um, keeping it close against Alabama, Arkansas just coming back in after the Mississippi State game. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're good, but. I feel like Arkansas minus three would be such – if you asked me this two weeks ago, Arkansas against LSU minus, minus three, three, I would be like hammer that all day. Oh, yeah. yeah, Nobody's business. But for some reason, that it's that close makes me not want to go with the square bet. But I still feel like Arkansas just has to be the better team there. I agree. I don't, I don't know what team I'd actually pick in that. Uh, TCU, Oklahoma State. 12 points seems a lot, but Oklahoma State should cover that. Yeah, but, I agree. TCU's not good, but they also beat Baylor last week. Right, like what we were talking about earlier. So do you rally off that, or is that just kind of like a one-and-done lucky kind of solid win? Yeah, so go or, or do they have like a, a Coach O thing where they fire their coach and their team has some something to play for now? I don't, right. I don't know what it is. It's weird. Maybe a little different flow. Get, get some toxicity. Momentum toxicity. is a crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. Probably won't touch that, but should be a good yeah. one. No. Uh, Oregon, Washington State. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon 14 points. That just seems like – that seems too Ball. easy. Yeah. Again, that's where it's like a little too, little too square for me. But Washington State's another team that their coach is gone and they seem to be playing okay without him. So – why can't teams just throw in the towel and let us win some money? I don't know. That'd be awesome. You got to make it difficult. Yeah. Uh, last one. Best kicker in the country: San Diego State, Nevada. I feel like I haven't picked enough uh, away upsets, so I don't. I wish it was like minus five or minus six, but I like Nevada money line for fun. Why not? Okay, I like away that. like it's such a such a bad bet that it almost feels feels right. I'm just, such a late I'm just game. hammering San Diego State just because I love their punter. Yeah, is he the one that he's had like three like eighty yard punts? Okay, that was him. I couldn't remember if that was San Diego State or somebody else, but yeah, that's actually I, I watched that today. Those are nuts. They did only they lost to Fresno and they beat Hawaii by seven last week. So ugh. Minus three, I don't know. I'm probably not touching it. Yeah, I'll just I don't I don't want to hate the the best punter in the country, so I'm gonna leave it. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'll take the bottom money line. Just that's my that's my one one shocker. That's not an obvious call. Do you have a don't bet on teams list? Uh, not as much for football as I probably would basketball, but 
Yeah, basketball. I got uh, Iowa basketball. Yeah. Hate them. No. Now that Luca Garza is gone, I feel a little better about that. But yeah, same thing. Yeah. I will never ever bet on or against App State or Loyola Chicago. Those are just two. I doesn't work. Loyola Chicago for the Tennessee thing, and I tried to I tried to fade them for the rest of the year for that NCAA March Madness run. Mm-hmm. It was it was an awful awful decision, and um, App State just likes to scry. I can never get on the right side of their bets. So those are just two teams that I won't bet on App State for football either, strictly because of that. But other than that, I don't have like a big list. I don't know about you. Um, I don't. I don't like Iowa. Um, I don't do Memphis basketball either. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. I don't do the Memphis Grizzlies either. <laughs> they. Uh, I'll do- so I'll tell you this story real quick. So. One night they were up on the Lakers. It was in the first quarter. They're up like it was like thirty to two. Like it was insane, just destroying Ugly. them. It was a pick'em game live, and I'm like, oh no doubt. So I hammered it. They got beat by twenty eight points. <laughs> That's awful. That's just one of those where it's like they know, like Vegas knows, and you're like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, what? A pick'em? I was like, they're about 20. Yeah. Five. Oh, my God, dude. I was just watching it, and as soon as I hit it, of course, like, Lakers just That's exactly drilling three, drilling, drilling three, drilling three, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, why did I do that? Yeah, live bets. Live bets scare me sometimes. I College basketball, I do pretty solid. I'm four and two so far in college basketball, and I think four of those have been live bets. So, okay. You know. But Killing other than that, no, that's the worst feeling in the world when you, you're like, oh, that's so obvious. They're getting destroyed right now, and then, or yeah, and I did the Jaw Morant. I made the mistake of doing the Grizzly. The Jaw Morant hit a three pointer the other night on DraftKings. Yeah, of course he went over two. That's awful. Same with those. Have you seen the the what is it? The I think you were you were talking about you, the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two three. Yeah, in the first that's three minutes. I've never. I'd love to see I, the. The stats on those. Well, I feel like I every time since the beginning of when I first saw them pop up, I was like, no, no chance. Like that's the kind of hit. And I always see on Instagram after like our three like two hit tonight, and like I bet him once, and the one time I did it didn't hit, and I was like, no, never touching that ever again. Yeah. So like what? So they used to be where they're plus money each time. So if one hit, you were you were gonna win some money. Yeah. Well, now it's like minus 10 or like plus 100. So if one hits, then if you do both of them, if one doesn't hit, then you lose money. So I'm just like, I'm not doing that. It's not worth it. No. Nope. But that's all I got for uh, – you got any more – we just hit on the top 25s. Do you have any more you want to hit on? Not that I think of that aren't. Top matchups. I know Kayla was playing uh, the Coastal Carolina over. I'm done with Coastal Carolina. I'm not betting on them anymore. No, y'all were high on them earlier on, but yeah, Jamie Chadwell's a fraud. I'm just kidding. I like him, but they are they are ten and a half against Georgia State. I mean, if they can play the game right, I don't hate that bet. I wish it was ten or nine and a half. Yeah, but it's ten and a half for a reason. Uh, I, know, I just don't. I mean, Georgia State, 
they almost beat Auburn. They should have beat Auburn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not touching that. Uh, other than that, Syracuse and Rutgers, or I mean Syracuse and Louisville might be a bad enough good game. If that makes it'd be a good game, but bad results. If that makes any sense. Yeah, might be a fun one to watch and bet on. Well, let's get into those segments. What's trending? OBJ to the Rams. OBJ to the Rams. That's insane because they already have like the best wide receiver, well, fantasy wise, in Cooper Cup. Right. I mean, do the Rams? They should win a Super Bowl easily. They should, and they didn't look like but, they won a Super Bowl last week. But they're not. They're not right. going to. Like the no. best team never wins it. No. It's always the more fun team. It's gonna yeah. come in and cause a little damage. Hopefully it's the Bills because the Bills are not looking great right now. But I really need the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Do you got a preseason bet on that? Uh, I put 50 on it to win 650. Okay. What would you catch that at? So it, it was right before the season they did a thing where um, you put 50 on them and then every – time they win a game up to 10 games so i wanted to w- get a team that was gonna win 10 games yeah um you get five dollars in site credit back okay. so you get your 50 back right if they win 10 games which the bills in that division with the dolphins and the jets and the patriots they should win 10 games right yeah i've seen that with like um like first First to score a touchdown, and then like how many touchdowns your teams you get, you get five bucks in site credit all the way till yeah. your, your bet back or whatever. Yeah, so I did that. So that'd be nice if they would win that. But we'll but see. yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if the Rams will. I think OBJ. I've heard a lot of different people say it, but that he's a cancer to football teams, and once he gets on there, he starts starts locker room trouble, or maybe starts you know a little OBJ curse action. But mm-hmm. this one might work out for some reason. I'm. I can't picture him in a Rams jersey at all, but maybe that's why it's working so well. Is that and maybe don't go shirtless in jeans on a on a yacht anytime soon? No, I think he's learned that maybe that's not okay anywhere. Yeah. Um, my next one is kind of similar. Cam Newton back to yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. That's Life big. comes at you fast, full circle. Yeah, that was. I saw that this morning. I was pretty – I'm glad. Good for them. They need them. Yeah, somebody said that they are paying Cam Newton's replacement – Cam Newton's replacement's replacement, and they are now paying Cam Newton to replace his replacement's pla- replacement. Yes, basically. I know I yeah. actually understand what that means, but – it. Sounds confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Darnold just – God, he started off really hot, and now he just looks – oof. Yeah, that, that's another – I have a great tweet from this. So, Ian Rappaport said, it's an incomplete fracture for Sam Darnold. And some guy commented and said, this man can't even complete a fracture. <laughs> I saw that. That is just awful. He's getting cl- – when you're getting clowned by uh... – I think he was just one of their own fans. I, that's what I thought it was or something. He was that's hilarious. Panthers jersey, but when you're getting clowned by your own fans that bad, 
So let's give Cam Newton a chance. Why not? Yeah. Get DJ Moore some better reception since he's on my fantasy team. Gosh. Started out way they can't, they, they can't stay healthy is the issue. Christian yeah. McCaffrey is a – him and Saquon Barkley are always injured somehow, some yeah. way. No. Um, my next what's trending is John Fulgerson. Okay. Is uh, given back to Volhoops. So – he uh, pledged a dollar for to the Tennessee fund for every point the team scores this year. So yeah. I, I thought that's really cool. All the NIL stuff that he's um, earned. I mean, he's got Mayfield and Pals. And, Pals, yeah. um, Those are the big ones. I'm sure he's got others. But uh, to him to give back, I think that's really cool. I mean, a lot of – Kids in that position are not giving money back to a program that they play for. No, and they're so worried about their future stock and how they look and self perception. John Fulkerson's just a down to earth nice guy. That's just that's yeah. the most John Fulkerson move ever. Just to be, yeah, you know, icon, VFL baby. Yeah, exactly. That's why we love him. He'll yeah. that's that's the definition of VFL. I like that. Mm-hmm. That is that is what that's what we love about good old Fulkerson. Um, officiating. Did you see the Bears game on Monday? I saw fragments of it, mostly the end. So they called it for taunting. So they get a sack. Guy like kind of looks over toward the opposing sideline. And he walks back and then the freaking official hip checks him. Yeah. It's that is like that. That's so blatantly like awful that that needs to be like reviewed after the fact. Cause like that's not one yeah. of those you just brush off at the end of the game. You're like, ah, whatever. That really screwed us over. And that looks like what an idiot ref. But like, dude, what? First of all, the First taunting all, thing is so dumb. Yeah. And, and what's even more dumb is like all the coaches are mad about it, but they're the ones who agreed on this. They voted yes. to have this put in place. Um, so this is kind of their own fault, but yeah, I mean, just, an, an official hip checking a player that a player that could absolutely destroy that man in a yeah. second. I mean, that's just so disrespectful. I mean, that's, that's holding authority over somebody. Yeah. That's crap. Is what it that pisses is. me off. And I, there's no way the refs enjoy calling like those taunting calls or anything like that because it's so, like agree, like that's so obvious. And like, if you love football, or even even if you slightly slightly enjoy football, and you know those refs obviously like officiate football for a reason, you can't enjoy ruining aspects of the game where you can look at a bench and get called for taunting. Like, come on. Same thing. Yeah. Like when, uh, what was it, Iowa State or whatever? Several weeks ago, he was running back and was just looking behind them, running in the end zone. It's like you're gonna call that back because. I get it. I, I get why we implemented it in the first place for like really severe stuff, but that is, we're getting we went way too far on the other side with that. It's right. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stupid. Um, do you have any more what's trending? No, that was that was the brunt of it. Unless you uh, are considering any Kenny Pickett for Heisman talks. Hey, you're you're no, big on that, Kenny Pickett. You love some. I love people that 
you know, break my heart a little bit. So, okay, I got I had to hop on his back a little bit after that that, uh, that L that we took, but I don't think it's not going to actually probably pan out at all. But yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I do think he's probably the top quarterback coming out. I do too. I think, obviously, you know, I, Matt Crow. I feel like he has. He'll be. I think he's going to be special in the NFL. I uh, I don't know if it'll it shows this year or maybe he'll have. Yeah, the and I also think day, he's. But. It depends on where he ends up too. Like if he ends up yeah. on a crappy team, like he probably won't last very long. But if he ends up with a good offensive coordinator, hey, maybe Joe Brady. I feel like Joe Brady could do a lot with Matt yeah. Corral. Um, maybe they look at that. We'll see. Um, yeah, but yeah, Kenny Pickett. I feel like he's a. He's a safe pick. Like, you know what you're going to get out of Kenny Pickett. Right. It's consistent. And he's, yep. you're right, safe option. Has that certain um, I got one stupidity, and it's from the Tennessee-Kentucky game last week. Awesome. Um, so, if you listen to the commentators in that game, they're absolutely abysmal. Like, it was one of the worst things ever. Like, I can't believe – we are sitting here doing this for free, and they're getting paid to make up some shit on the spot. Like I have no clue what they're talking about. But this is the what this is kind of like what they said in this sequence. It was it says it's sort of a decision time here because it's fourth and ten, and now you still want to tie this game. You've got an offensive lineman down. That's a running back down. It's a decision you've. Good lord. Decision you make right now as a head coach, that's Chris Rodriguez, not an offensive lineman. Wow, just kind of going through my going through my head right now. Two timeouts, fourth and ten. Offensively, are you playing for the tie or are you playing for a win? Do you want to put your quarterback in a situation of trying to force the ball to get ten yards, or do you just get enough yards to make a comfortable field goal? I think in this situation. You don't want to leave any time left for Tennessee if you do if you do tie it up. That's another thing you have to worry about. He said, Woo, and he started laughing. It's a tough one. Well, you need a play for eleven yards, right? Right, but it's a tough one because do you think they should kick it? No, no, no. I think they should get eleven yards, but I don't know they're going to get eleven yards on fourth and ten because now you're thinking about giving the ball all the way back to Tennessee with no time on the clock. So this is an important fourth down. That's a tough one. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, that was just like, what? First of all, they're not in field goal range. So they have to get a fourth down or it's over. Yeah. It's So, like, they have to get 11 yards. It's not like he was like, yeah, this is a big fourth down. No crap. This is the game. Right. It's it's always the worst when like you already have a base level of like stupidity and just like what are you saying, and then they try to cover for each other so that they can both sound better in terms of like oh I know what you're talking about even though like it just makes no sense, and that's where you just get straight absolute like just what are you talking about like at this yeah. point just don't talk I'd rather like get some mic'd up players and just listen to the sidelines or something like just stop like you're bringing nothing to the game. Poor Cedric Tillman. I don't think they got his name right one time. On Saturday. I didn't get to see it. Um, well, live. I had to watch the replay because I was at the concert, more than one concert. But oh, there you go, Bristol baby. Uh, it was the Rome Georgia one. 
because oh. that was away for the Bristol one. But yeah, mm. that was a okay. whole different scenario. How was it? Was it fun? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, we had the. Is there anything in Rome, Georgia? What's in Rome? There's nothing in Rome, Georgia. It was the thing. He was supposed to play there last year, which means he probably set that venue over a year and a half ago, which he wasn't as big then. So uh, it was a great venue itself, but no, Rome, Georgia, it wasn't very. It wasn't didn't seem ideal for it. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, the fact that me and my girlfriend had to drive back at five a.m. just because, or well, I guess two a.m. there, and then we weren't back till five just because hotel trouble. It, they went. They gave up our room at the hotel, and we had to drive back at two a.m., which was. Oh whatever. my gosh! Yeah. Did you all go full Karen and get like a free stay? Oh yeah, I let her take over the reins of that, and she, you know, she loved to get on. We got customer support on the phone, and she, she did her little thing, and we got like. 70,000 free points now for Marriott or something stupid. So. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Worth so, it. Power to her. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my my stupidity, which is just kind of on the spot, but I was just thinking probably just – I don't know who to blame, but Gary Danielson and all of CBS for making I'm, – I'm glad I'll be at the game and I don't have to Thank listen God. to them. Thank God. And if I wasn't, I would be at a, a bar somewhere that was loud enough to drown them out because I yeah. would rather stare at a wall for three hours than listen to them talk me through a Tennessee game. Again, 100%. I'm done with it. CBS coverage is – not to mention the TV timeouts every five seconds. So oh, just, yeah. I just want to call CBS out for the, the entirety of CBS for sports. Just being trash. Yeah, awful. Um. That's all I got for Same stupidity. Here. Guys, it's been fun. Um, we did get to fill out pretty much the whole show, so we, we killed it. Joe, thanks for uh, joining with us full time today. Of course. Um, hopefully, we get our fearless leader, Caleb, back um, here soon. Be all uh, have fun at the game. Enjoy the tailgate. Tailgate's going to be probably the best part, sadly, <laughs> Saturday. Um, yeah. So come tailgate. We'll be at the Poplar Street lot. Come by, see us. Um, we'll be there. I'll be there early. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Go balls, black jerseys. So are we? Are we all wearing black again, or are we just? Because I don't want to do that. Because I feel like that's a Georgia color. That is. It's true. Because then the we're black, orange, we're orange the and white. Let, let us, the yeah. let the players wear black. We'll wear our our true colors. That's how it turned out, even for the South Carolina game when it was yeah the when we were supposed to wear black, it it was basically mostly orange. Nobody, not a lot of people wanted to wear full black on that day because it was hot anyway. So yeah, I'm going with orange. All right, guys, the orange suit. Go balls. Um, we'll get our orange goggles on for Saturday, and then we'll uh, we'll really do a score prediction then. Sound good? Oh yeah, deal. All right, guys, we're bringing the boat in, and we out.